0: Honestly it, it doesn't bother me. I mean it's not Vegas what you grow up watching your whole life, but I'm I'm pretty excited about Arlington because if it does never move again, I'll be able to say like, you know, hey, I gotta go to Arlington. I think that'll be mm-hmm. a pretty cool deal. Um, as far as like right now getting prepared for the finals. I don't I don't like that I can't ask somebody what to expect. Like because nobody really knows what to expect. Like, I don't like that feeling of not knowing.
1: This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast, where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020, I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Today's episode is brought to you by Cactus Ropes. There's the future, there's the swagger, there's the thriller, there's the mini thrill. There's a ton of brand new ropes right now that are twisted perfectly for the climate for the conditions wherever you are roping the ropes are made just for you right in those conditions so that means if you are in texas and you're fixing to rope in arlington decatur at the world series anywhere out there there will be a rope twisted just for you you can find them at cowboy christmas all over fort worth if you are at the world series finale in las vegas there are ropes twisted for you there by Barry Berg and his crew at Cactus Ropes. Check them out on the mezzanine at the South Point. The ropes will be perfect for the conditions and ready on the first swing. Check out the future of the swag of the thrill the mini thrill. And they've got new ropes coming out this month. Check it out. Cactusropes.com. Hey everybody, it's Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome to the Score. We are about three weeks out of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo in Arlington, Texas. You will be able to follow along with the whole NFR through this podcast. We will do a nightly podcast interview with the go round winners. We're gonna have to see how it works because the press room this year is is going to be way up high, kind of in the stands, you know, and it like any press box at a professional sporting event, it's going to be very far removed. Unlike the Thomas and Mac where we are right next to the alley and they bring the contestants in. With COVID this year, they might be uh, doing Zoom meetings with us with these guys. So we're going to have to see how all of this shakes out. I'll do my best to get as close to great interviews that you're used to as possible. So just something interesting to keep in mind. It's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but we're going to do everything we can to make it as engaging and as up close and personal as you're used to while keeping everybody healthy. With the NFR where it is, we will be so close to Steamville where a lot of guys are going to be at home practicing during the day. So we'll be there as as we can, and when people are practicing and they invite us to come watch, you'll be able to follow along with how everybody's practices during the NFR are going, which is a little bit different than than things were in Las Vegas. So today's episode is with NFR rookie Nelson Wyatt. He is from Alabama. He's a former resistall Rookie of the Year, and he now, like so many other guys, calls Stephenville home. I sat down with him just a few weeks before his finals appearance, and boy, he was as cool, calm, and collected as any finals rookie I've ever spoken to. So I hope you enjoy this episode of The Score, brought to you by Nelson's sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Hi, Nelson.
0: Hey, Chelsea, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to Corporate America and the way IT works, that I can record your calls because you click on a weird little link that I send you in your email, so thank you for doing that.
0: Yes, Yes, ma'am. It's the first time I've had to do that.
1: (laughs) I used to happily record all of our interviews in person, but 2020 happened and everything's different now. So, thank you for tolerating this.
0: Corona, got everybody messed up.
1: Oh, man, it sure does. How has 2020, the coronavirus, that whole situation been for you this year? How has it impacted your life?
0: Well, I mean, it slowed my radio down a little, I guess. Made it a little tougher. Um, I get weird looks when I don't wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be the biggest thing that's been on me is the, uh, you know, just the good rodeo's council. Yeah, Um, for sure. A bummer, you know, not getting to go to Houston and Reno and stuff like that.
1: Totally. It was such a weird year as far as the rodeos go. What has it been like? Have you been in Texas? Have you been in Alabama? Where have you spent most of your time?
0: I stay mostly in Stephenville. I've been staying with Jake Cooper. I went home for two weeks. Well, I guess this spring I did go. <clears throat> I went back, I guess, whenever the kind of the shutdown was. And then um, I went home another two weeks right after Waco and got back before Capitalist. And now I'm just mm-hmm. going to hang out out here and, and practice.
1: Well, Jake Cooper's place is a pretty decent place to get ready for the NFR. Lots of people to rope
0: with oh, yeah. around there. Oh yes, yeah. you know it's just Stephenville being around. You know, guys that seems like there's so many guys out here that rope good and and uh, it's it's way better being out here getting to be around it every day.
1: Yeah. Do you like life in Stevenville? I feel like you're either a Stevenville fan or you could totally do without Stevenville. Like life in Stevenville is no, good
0: for you. I- I I am a Sevierville fan. You know, I, I love to I love to be able to be out here and uh, rope every day around the best guys. I feel like it it's definitely helped my roping. Mm-hmm. Who's in
1: your practice pen? Right here? Who do you get to jack or get to practice with
0: the most? Um, we practice um, usually it tends to be me and Jake and Levi and Jake's partner Lane Mitchell. He'll come over here and rope with us too and. There'll mm-hmm. be different guys in and out in and out on different days. It's uh it's mostly me and Jake doing the heading and then if uh Lane or Levi can't come over, we'll you know, call another healer and still try to still try to practice every day.
1: Well, that's good. Treat it like a business pretty much as far as that goes.
0: Yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Do it every no.
1: day. Yeah. Well, take me back to Alabama, though. So what was it like for you as a kid learning to rope with your family back there?
0: Uh, well, my dad, he uh, he team roped, um, mm-hmm. and then he kind of got me started, and then it was like, uh, you know, I was just hooked after I started. Really, I started junior rodeoing, and then I high school rodeo and there's amateur associations, which I grew up healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I healed all the way through through college, and I kind of started heading. Um, probably my second year of college, just um, there was a lot of good healers at the amateur rodeos that needed headers, and mm-hmm. uh, not very many. There wasn't, there wasn't, like I said, there was more healers than headers, so I'd always rope the dummy and, <clears throat> in high school and kind of, I knew how to, <clears throat> just play around on the dummy and reach. I kind of knew how to do that, but then it was a a big difference. Whenever I got on a horse, I didn't ride very good heading. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't, if I needed to go catch, I really couldn't. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, I could kind of go really fast or I could be too long trying to catch. Mm-hmm. So, it was just a, uh, it's been a, a long progress to get to to now. Yeah.
1: How did you change that?
0: Uh, Well, um, when I first, I had a practice head horse when I first started heading it. I would just turn steers for people on, and then he was pretty slow, but you could run a bunch of steers on him. So, um, I had him first, and then I bought a, a yellow horse from one of my good buddies that was older that would score and was pretty flat that I rodeoed on. And um then I bought the saw horse that I had the first first few years that I pro rodeoed. And he was different than anything that I'd ever rode. He was fast and he was he was running towards the cow and it was hard for me to go from those horses spotting those steers out to a horse that was trying to catch the cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when um Kevin Daniel had moved back to Alabama, and then I started going down and ripping with him, so, and uh, he kind of helped me with my riding, and my, you know, my getting me to catch more, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it was just. As as far as your riding
1: goes, were you not riding the whole way to the steer? What were you doing with your body and your hands?
0: It was wrong. Well, those, the horses that I grew up riding, they would just get to, like they were headed toward the cow, but they'd get to a spot where they would spot them out there where I could reach, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe a cull or two culls. They would try up into a spot to where I wanted to throw, sure. and then whenever I got, whenever I got on that horse, he was really wanting to catch the cow and and was a, a better horse, and I wouldn't, I didn't know how to. My swing was just behind. I couldn't, I couldn't get that time into where roping on the game. So I, I, had I to, understand. I had to
1: on that. Got it. Got it. Absolutely. Now, tell me, how was your dad when you were growing up? Was he intense? He was a team roper himself. Was he? Was he all there as a rodeo dad, or was was he easy?
0: No, he was all in. Um, he, uh, he pushed me pretty hard, which, you know, looking back it it was like he knew he would, my brother, he wrote to whenever we was in high school and he was, uh, he was pretty easy on my brother. He always said that I did better when he, when he got on to me and my brother was the opposite. He said he didn't, he couldn't really get on my brother. Like he got on me, but he said every time that he would get on me, it seemed like it would which makes sense now because if I, if I mess up and I get mad, I usually get better after I'm mad. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. So okay. that's kind of your strategy? Yes, ma'am. Got it. Very good. Now, how important was going to school for you and going to college? Was that just a college rodeo or was that uh, an intentional backup plan?
0: Um, well, honestly, for me, it was, it was more so to college rodeo. Um, you know, my mom was, and my, my mom and my dad were very adamant about me getting a degree, um, mm-hmm. which I, I always, I wanted rodeo. It was kind of like a, back, back then it was more of a dream. Like I didn't really see, ever see me, um, getting to do it like I wanted to and then um, you know, it's, it's looking back at it now. It's crazy to see where I am now compared to then. It seemed so far fetched whenever I was in in college. Mm-hmm.
1: Were you? Did you have success in college?
0: I made the college finals my senior year. Um, I won the region healing for a buddy of mine, Ty Daniel Haller, and uh, made the college finals that year. But my first few years, honestly, I really didn't have my uh, priorities in line. I didn't take it as serious as I needed to, and then it really showed my rope.
1: Yeah, college rodeo can just be a little too fun, huh?
0: Yeah, I, I probably had a little too much fun this first three years.
1: <laughs> well, glad you buckled down then. So what made you decide then, if it going from it just being a dream when you were in college, to... Going for the rookie of the year and winning the rookie of the year in twenty seventeen. How did that like realization happen?
0: Well, it was something that I always wanted to do and then I uh, circuit rodeo that winter with Brad Culpepper. And mm-hmm. then um <clears throat> I wanted to go rodeo, which I didn't I didn't have much one, probably twelve or thirteen thousand I'd won that winter. And uh Brad had some stuff going on. He had a family and <clears throat> Didn't really want to leave home, and uh, Trace Porter called me and asked if I wanted to enter Reno and go that summer. And I was like, I, it, "Still, even even then, it seemed far fetched because I I didn't have all that much money." And I told him I wanted to go; that I would go as long as as long as I uh, you know had the could afford it. Mm-hmm. And we left and <clears throat> had a good fourth. And I, I still remember people asking me, "Are you? How long are you gonna stay? You gonna stay till Cheyenne?" And I'm like, "Man, if I stay till Cheyenne, I've I've done some winning." Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, we had a decent fourth that year. Maybe I think we won seven or eight thousand. And um, that was the first year they had Salt Lake. They, mm-hmm. uh, and they let the whoever was leading the rookie was in. So that was, I was leading the rookie, so I got to get in. Oh, and, that, that's um, cool. So, I, uh, we stayed <clears throat> through, you know, we won enough to stay and keep going. And then, um, was getting back pretty, um, pretty low on funds again. And then we won, uh, Casper that year, me and Trace did. And then I did good at Salt Lake. So I got to stay, I stayed all the way through the, the northwest
1: that's it and you were close to making the finals that year but you were after, in the discussion throughout the end of the year
0: after salt lake i think i was right around 15th um and yeah i just i didn't i didn't write very good that fall i really didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't run good at all that fall and um uh, mm-hmm. just kind of fell back
1: Alright, before we go any further into the episode, gotta thank our sponsors at Cactus Ropes. Cactus Ropes has been one of the industry's leading rope producers for the past 25 years, and they're focused on creating specialized products for ropers just beginning to those winning world titles. Be sure to check out their new rope, The Future. It's a four-strand rope with Cactus's core technology. It's a result of a year of testing and creating with the King of the Cowboys, Trevor Brazil. Cactus uses manufacturing practices to create perfect balance throughout the rope and an extremely identifiable tip. The future is available at your local Cactus Ropes dealers and online at Cactusropes.com now. So, was that motivating for you that you were so close or was that frustrating for you? To encourage you, tell me how
0: the last 10, um, 3 years have been until we got to this point. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was frustrating in a way, but it was way more encouraging for me than frustrating because, like I said, when I left, I was just, I had no plan. Like, I was just, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it. I was glad to be out there. It was getting to do what I wanted to do. And then to come that close and have no plan, it was pretty encouraging for me. Yeah. um, To do that and go that long. And then the next year I came back and we did really good that winter. I think we had 30,000 when we got to renew one. And then, I mean, terrible. Roped so bad after that all (laughs) summer. And uh, so the second year was the year that was probably the most frustrating to me because I had such a good start.
1: Yeah. And
0: it was was just really tough the second year um, whenever I got home. Mm -hmm. And then the third year I started out my winter roping with Rich. And um, we we quit roping after – also, uh i think it was austin yeah and i started with Levi didn't have a very good winter last year and then whenever me and Levi started roping, it seemed like we were uh you know it just went good from the beginning and it's been pretty uh <clears throat> pretty cool to get rope with him and it's been a, been a really good partner
1: yeah for sure now do you how did you meet Levi just rodeo and you, you came to know him or did somebody suggest
0: you to rope? I had seen him around roping. I didn't really know him. Um, and then he called me last spring. Um, he heard, of, I didn't have a partner and asked me if I wanted to rope. And I, I was honestly, I was pretty down. I, I didn't have very good winter. I was still bummed about the year before. And I was like, man, I really don't, uh, don't really know what I'm going to do. And, uh, I said I we rope this spring. I said I don't really know if I'm going to go rodeo this summer or not yet. And then it seemed like whenever I started roping with him, it, it, we we did really good whenever we started and kind of got some confidence back. And so we did go rodeo and and came pretty close last year. So it was uh, I was excited to ride with him all year this year.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Now talk about this year. This was such a hard year. We, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning when quarantine hit and as it kind of became clear toward the end of May that this was a long term situation that it might, you know, that it was really going to be affecting all the summer rodeos. Did you question whether or not you wanted to go all year? It was very expensive to drive all those places. There was so much money up for grabs. What made you decide to stay hooked?
0: Well, honestly, I, I it was so up in the air that I didn't know what was what I was going to do. Didn't have a whole lot won. I think we had ten thousand won before we left, and then which I'm always one like I think a guy needs to go to the fourth regardless, and especially this year it seemed like a guy needed to have a really good fourth. A guy could do some catching up with not much. I mean, there was not as many good opportunities after the fourth as there is every year. And fortunately enough for us, we, we had a good fourth and got caught back up. And uh, that that really, really helped our year was having a good fourth. We went to – we were first team at Oakley I missed. And then went to Prescott and caught two there. Then drove to Cody. And uh, we were 5-1. I think we won third or fourth there. And um, it was seemed like after Cody for – after that, we uh, – didn't seem like we could mess up. I think we placed it um, Cody, um Belfouche. We won Mo Bridge and then placed another one that week too. Um,
1: were the starts pretty friendly for you at the time then? Was I know they kind of shifted the way they were approaching the start this summer. Was was that in your favor, I guess?
0: Well, it was, a. Uh, I mean, it was a little, I, I did have some doubts before, before mm-hmm. they, uh, when they said they were going to do it, but <clears throat> my horse is, he was, he helped me so much. He's kind of, he's pretty free and uh, tries to, he tries to catch the cow. Like he's not trying to cheat me ever. So okay. he made it pretty easy on me over the fourth and really the the whole summer.
1: Yeah. I got you. Now, when did it become clear to you that this was going to happen, that the NFR was going to happen for you?
0: Well, honestly, I've, I've had that feeling where I was like last year. Um, I had that feeling where it was going good. I felt like we had a chance. And then this year I did not want to, I didn't want to get that feeling this year too soon. I knew we had a big chance, but I knew we still had to keep catching and doing our job. So I think I think at Mineral Wells we were we were three seven over there, and that was when when I got like that feeling like that I had really I'd made it.
1: Mhm. Just now, I know you don't have anything to compare it to as far as making the NFR goes, but do you feel cheated at all that you're not getting to go to Vegas, or do you feel extra special that you're getting to go to Arlington where? Where are
0: you on that spectrum? Uh I'm honestly it, it doesn't bother me. I mean it's not Vegas, what you grow up watching your whole life, but I'm I'm pretty excited about Arlington because if it does never move again, I'll be able to say, like, you know, hey, I gotta go to Arlington. I think that'll be mm-hmm. a pretty cool deal. Um, as far as like right now getting prepared for the finals. I don't I don't like that I can't ask somebody what to expect, like because nobody really knows what to expect. Like I don't like that feeling of not knowing. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So are you gonna? The steers are gonna be strong. The start's gonna be just a little bit longer than usual. Are you gonna stick with that horse that you've got that's so free that that lets you do your job?
0: <laughs> it's between two. I got I got two that I, I really like. I have a sorrel that I got from Jake. That he rode the last few rounds at the 15 NFR, a far, and um, he's pretty good at at uh, going fast. I don't, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna start out on right now or what I'm gonna ride. It's gonna be hard to get off the gray. Um, mm-hmm. but I really like the, I really like the sorrel too.
1: What did he call that horse? Which one is
0: that? It's short go. He uh, he rode him. He hadn't read him in a few years. He kind of got hurt, um, hurt his knee a little bit. And uh, he hasn't read him much the last few years. But um, I ended up getting getting him, and he's really (laughs) – I really like him.
1: Gotcha. Now, are you going to have a bunch of family and friends in Arlington? Were they able to get tickets? How is that?
0: Oh, yeah. I think the whole state of Alabama is going to be there. (laughs) Uh, my my mom and dad they're going to come for the whole time and then some family friends they uh my parents they rented a house there in dallas and uh they're going to be there the whole time and then different people coming in and out my uh, siblings will be there so i feel like i'm going to have a a pretty pretty deep cheering section <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Do you have any phobias before the NFR? Is there like anything that you're particularly worried about?
0: And honestly, I, I don't have other than not expecting. Like, I, I mm-hmm. as far as the roping goes, no. It's the more of the I don't want to miss an obligation or like something that I don't know that I'm supposed to do. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, miss it, not knowing That's what worries me the most, honestly.
1: I get you. Well, hopefully there's not too many. I've heard different things about how much you guys are going to have to sign or not sign this year, given 2020's COVID situation, so hopefully it's not too overwhelming.
0: I haven't heard much about uh, what we're going to have to do, so. yeah. Now
1: how long have you used the cactus rope?
0: I've been on the cactus. I got on with them the first year I rodeoed in seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, but I was using them two or three years before that. So I've uh <clears throat> I've been with them for a while.
1: Which rope did you use this year?
0: Uh this year, which I'm I don't really just i can kind of go back and forth but i guess my favorite rope would be the mini thrill mm. gotcha um, uh, that's, i kind
1: of, hear a lot of guys say that
0: well i kind of like a smaller rope. like in the summertime i i use the c4 and uh that's kind of what i used for a long time i would just use the c4 and then they come out with the cores and uh started using the mini thrills and i really like these very very cool very cool well
1: nelson thank you so much for your time i'm very excited for you and i'm very excited that you were on the score today so i hope you have a great nfr prep and we will see you in arlington in three weeks i think at this point that's getting close
0: yes (laughs) ma'am i'm excited about it and uh i'm uh ready to be out there honestly (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, bet. I
0: bet. ready to get after it
1: it's, absolutely it'll, it'll get rolling and those 10 days will go so slow for the first 24 to 48 hours and then they will just fly on by so um uh, sure. <laughs> we'll have a good, good practice tell jake i said hi
0: yes ma'am i will i, I appreciate you having me
1: all right thanks nelson
0: bye-bye yes ma'am
1: hi right. This episode was brought to you by Cactus Ropes at CactusRopes.com. Cactus has a reputation for making the best feeling team ropes in the industry for the last three decades. With the introduction of the new Cactus Cortex Ropes, ropers will not only get the same great feeling of Cactus Ropes, but also find the perfect head rope and heel rope with added durability and consistency. Check them out, CactusRopes.com.